This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Christmas. This is Pastor Doyle from the church next door. I hope you're ready for Christmas week. I want to invite you personally this Friday at 5 p.m. to candlelight service or maybe Saturday, Christmas Eve. We have one at 3.30 at 5 and one at 6.30. You have four opportunities to worship and to celebrate, to sing Christmas carols and really, really, really just light up Christmas this year. We hope that you will join us and rejoice in Jesus the Savior. So today we're talking about Christmas time and we're talking about what made Jesus's audience at his birth so unique. When you think about the Magi, when you think about the people that came from the shepherd field to just the the people that began to recognize that this is the Messiah and even the angels. You know, the birth of Jesus it's it's a it changes our world but think about the courage it took think about the courage it took those people to leave their home and to to travel it, it to stand out how they humbled themselves even though some of them were wealthy and they bowed down and they were really attentive to God that's the attitude that I want you and I to have this week as we approach Jesus as we approach Christmas let's pray right now that we would have the wisdom of Daniel to really seek God. God, help us to have the wisdom of the Magi, to be like Daniel and to to bow before you this week. Let this be a Christmas time like no other. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at the Word together now. Let's look at Christmas really close. I hope to see you Friday or Saturday. Look at the record of Herod the Great. He built multiple cities out of stone. He poured concrete under the Mediterranean Sea. It's not until modern days that we've figured out how they poured concrete underwater before the year one. I challenge you, go do it. Go to Home Depot, buy some concrete, some quickcrete. Yeah. See what I'm saying? They they built a whole harbor where there was none. They built cities where there were none. He built a mountain. He built a mountain just so he could have a place to escape to in case there was a threat. He built on top of Masada for a secondary escape route. He built coliseums. Notice I used plural. There are very few men in our day of that kind of wealth that have ever built one. Coliseum. See, you and I, this this man, he was no lightweight. And so the fact that he was concerned that this was a threat to his power, a threat to his prestige, to his, his, his influence, it means something. It's significant. These, these, I don't believe it was just three. When was the last time you saw a prince or someone of, of major spiritual influence show up with one person? Angus Buchan came here. I love Angus. 
but he didn't show up alone. There are five to ten guys that travel with him from all over the world just to be here in this room. So do you imagine that these three magi showed up and it was just the three of them? Did they just, they hopped in their hoopty and head out? I mean, come on. And can I ask you that? There's a camel out there. Don't get on him and try to take a ride. The owner has not given you permission. But just imagine what a multiple week ride felt like. Yeah, I told Jennifer it was awful cold. Do we really have to go to church today? She said, you're the pastor. You have to go. I said, they got the video from last night. You know, a lot of other pastors are doing that. I'm Henri. Forgive me. Why do you and I show up? Because it matters. We're going to give God our best, aren't we? I'm not going to go at this God thing half-hearted. I'm not going to go at this God thing like it doesn't matter. These guys were serious. They were willing to be identified. The fact that you're willing to be identified as a Christ follower is significant. Every time you own the fact that you are, are married to someone, every time you own the fact that you have a friendship with somebody, every time you own a relationship, you are saying something about who you are and who they are. It's not a checkbox on a video screen. It's something more than that. You're valuable. I'm valuable. And when we read this story, we're looking at the top of the top, the wisest of the wise, and they said, you know what? This is an important enough event that I'm going to rearrange my schedule. I'm going to rearrange my life. I'm going to rearrange my wealth that I might give God first place in my life. See, Christmas time is a time to restore your relationship with God. Christmas time is a, is a time to let God restore you. It's a time of restoration. So what made this audience so unique? I think they were courageous. They were unashamed. They were vigilant. And they drew attention to themselves. And they drew attention to Jesus. Notice this. What they were trying to do was to point towards the king that God had promised in the prophets, the Messiah. That's what they mean when they say the king here. They're pointing towards the messianic promise of 750 years, 2,000 years prior to this. See, when, when Abraham walked the earth, Abraham was a wise man like these. But he believed that one day the Messiah would come. These guys realize that the Messiah has arrived, but he has not yet paid the ultimate price the cross. But they knew that's what this is about. You and I, we worship this Christmas knowing that this baby born in a manger died on a cross to take our sins, that we might be restored to God, that we might have a relationship with him. How much more should we worship in such a season? They worship not knowing yet what would happen. We worship knowing what has been done for us. It's a powerful season. It's a powerful time. We can't take this lightly. They were courageous. We need to be courageous. They were humble. They sought a higher power. They didn't rely on their 
princely, priestly, or kingly authority that they had in this earth. I've watched a lot of people in my generation rely on their human strength. They they believe that they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Yes, they may have had the grit to trust God and move forward. See, I think you do have to have grit to live in this world. This sin-filled world is going to push against you. It's going to threaten you. It's going to frighten you. But you have to choose, no, I will not give up. I will not give in. I will not give out. I will trust God. I will follow him. I will serve him. And when people ask me, I worship Jesus. That's what these guys were doing. They were unashamed, but they were humble. How do you, how do you know they were humble? It says that they bowed down before him. They didn't think that they were all that. They thought he was all that and worthy of their worship. They, 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 they came in with an attitude that we want to meet a king that's higher than us, a, pi- a power higher than them that had the authority to restore them, to give them life. And finally, they were attentive. They were attentive to God's word. They were attentive to God's people. They were attentive to people in general. They were attentive to the stars. They were attentive to society. They were looking at what was going on around them. And they spoke into that. They acted into that, worked into that. You see, you and I, we live in a neighborhood. And, and God has put you in that neighborhood. He's put you in a community. He's put you in a place. Why? To be attentive. To be, to be a wise person. A person of wisdom. Helping others and directing others and lighting the way. That's why last week we've, we've made a list, right, of people that we want God to pay the debts for. It's why we've got the, the chest here, the Joash box, a treasure chest looking thing, because it's what we treasure. We treasure people most, and we want you to write those names down again today and place them here before God. Say, God, I'm praying. This person needs your forgiveness. This person needs your love. Oh, God, it's okay if you put pastor's name down. I need prayer. I'll take it. See, we're praying that more people might know the kingdom of God, might experience his love, might experience him. They were attentive. Can I, can I ask you, has someone ever given you a gift and you're humbled by it? Yeah. Can I, so, so recently, um, a lady in the church, she's a widow. Her husband passed away this past year. And, and, and she's taking care of a son that has special needs. And she baked some things and she brought them to Jennifer and I. She brought some to the other staff. And she said, I just want you to know I love you and I appreciate you guys. And I, 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 I was so humbled by that because I knew all that she had on her plate And she's bringing me a plate. Can you imagine Jesus growing up? He comes running on his skateboard. I don't know what Jesus rode on besides a donkey. We know he rode on a donkey at least once, okay? Hey, Mom. Yeah, Jesus. Tell me again. What happened in Bethlehem? And then she begins to tell him about his birth. And then months later, these princely priests that show up. And they bring him gifts. 
Can you imagine what Mary felt like? After all the shame she bore for saying yes to being obedient to God. See, if you and I believe that if we, if we carry God's message, if you and I believe that if we carry what God has birthed within us and people make fun of us or whatever, God's going to show up with a gift at some point in time. It'll be a person or someone, and they're going to speak into your life, and they're going to let you know, it's okay. Do not be ashamed to worship God. Do not believe that it's of secondary importance. Do not believe that it's not significant. Do not believe that it doesn't matter. Well, we, we realize that we have a generation that, that, that is, will just stop there. See, serving God, worshiping God is important. It's vital. And these guys were not afraid. It put their life at risk. They went out of their way to worship Jesus. You say, well, why would they do that? I believe there's a connection to Daniel. So Daniel, you remember the story of Daniel? You may have learned it in Sunday school. If you did not, let me help you out really quickly, all right? Daniel is a young man. He's either a teen or a preteen, all right? So that gives you hope if you're young. God uses teenagers, just saying. But it doesn't mean it'll be easy. Listen to what happened to him. So Daniel, he's, he's growing up. He's born in Judea means that he's in this region of Jerusalem and Bethlehem. He's part of the princely class of people. So he's, he's a special person. And the king of, of Babylon sends his soldiers in to take over Jerusalem. They get carried away to Babylon, and he's a captive. He becomes a servant in another king's empire. He's a, he's a teenager. And, and he went from being a prince to be the servant of other princes. More than likely, he was made a eunuch, and they changed his name, we know for a fact. Now imagine that. They've taken away his potential of ever reproducing or having a family. Yet he becomes one of the most significant individuals in the Judeo-Christian history. Now think about this. He has visited twice by the archangel Gabriel. No one else has that category in all of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Mary gets visit, one visit from an archangel, and she carries the Messiah. Daniel, at this young age, he, he's, he's, he's cast into another culture. They try to strip him of his identity. They say, we want you to eat this food. We want you to drink our, our energy drinks and our power bars. And he says, wait, 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 just a second. If it'd be okay with you, my friends and I, we would like just to have fresh vegetables and water, please. We want to eat only what God has produced from his earth. And we worship him. This is part of our identity. Would you mind if we eat this? And they say to them, they say, Daniel, we'll, we'll try you out. And we'll see how this works for a short period of time. If you don't look healthy, if you don't look strong, if you can't pass our SAT, our ACT, our Myers-Briggs, you name it, then, then we're going to stop this and you have to eat what we have to say. Now think about this. They wanted to control even what they ate. Hmm. Is your world trying to influence you about what you eat and drink? Do you ask God, do you thank God for your food? 
Do you always bow before your meal and say, God, I wouldn't even have this table, let alone the food on top of it, if it were not for you? Now, why is this unique? Because Daniel is there. He could have abandoned God. No one would have known. Who would have known? He's no longer got mom and daddy watching him. See, are you a believer when mom and dad aren't around? Teenagers? Or is that just something you do when it's convenient and they're watching you? Who are you when no one else is looking? Daniel still trusted God. Daniel still said, God, I trust you. I believe in you. I'm going to rely on you. And somehow in the midst of all of this, it trusts me, I don't believe that somehow they had OSHA washing over him to make sure that the situations he was in was always healthy and good for him. He was a slave. He was a captive. But we find no bitterness in him, no anger in him. We just find wisdom. We find someone who trusts in God, who reads God's word. See, there is no scripture that says Daniel forgave his captors. But it does say that Daniel was highly esteemed by everyone. It does say that when they looked at Daniel, it was as though he, he talked to God. Because he did. Daniel Did he long to go home to Jerusalem? Yes, he faced Jerusalem and prayed towards Jerusalem every day. He read the scriptures, read Jeremiah. He said, God, I see it. 60 years and you're going to take us back to Jerusalem. Did he get to go? Nope, Ezra and Nehemiah got to go. See, Daniel is an example to you and I of what it truly means to be wise. Truly wise. And this is why. Daniel forgave those because he read the Psalms. It says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Wow. He said at the top table with the kings and the princes of his age that ran the world the way we think we run our world. But yet he worshiped God. So somewhere in this, Daniel forgave his captors and trusted God to make up the difference in his life and that he had him there for a purpose. Daniel was a truly wise person. Be a Daniel or a Daniela, okay? Choose to forgive those that have harmed you and trust God to make up the difference. Listen to what it says about Daniel. This is in Daniel chapter 1. The king talked with him and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. So they entered the king's service and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the kings questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians, that would be the magi, and the enchanters of his whole kingdom. See, in the kingdoms of, of Persia and Mede and uh, Chaldea, they had these gentlemen and probably ladies too. We don't know all the details to that, but they were spiritually intuitive and they guided their life by trying to believe there was a spiritual realm and there was a physical realm, influencing and affecting the world in which we live and that we trust the authority, the creator over all the realms. You see, that's what Daniel got. And Daniel He was the highest among all these people. He was ranked higher than the others. 
In Daniel chapter 5, there is a man, Daniel, in your kingdom, who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. Your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, appointed him chief of the magi, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. That's because he had such insight. See, Daniel was above all of these guys. Daniel had all this authority. We know that Daniel wrote things down. We have the book of Daniel. We also have the record that he wrote things down for the kings. He was keeping records. There were people that followed him. He wrote things in Babylon. He wrote things in Persia because he served two different kingdoms over time. As the kings moved, he was a power, powerful player. And it was because he sought God for spiritual truth and followed God. God, that he was set apart from all the others. If you want to be an exceptional person, read the word of God, study the world you're in, and interpret the world according to God's standard. We have a lot of people that today want to reinterpret the Bible according to what their experience has been. And sometimes you're in my experiences, we misinterpret them. If Daniel had interpreted his experience from his childhood to his arrival in Babylon, according to the standard of this world, he would be angry, he would be bitter, he would be considered a victim, he would be considered someone who was downtrodden. He did not. He believed that God's hand was on his life. How can that be? Because he forgave and he trusted God to make up the difference. He understood abuse. Hello. They took away his manhood. Daniel is a testimony that you can be single for your entire life and serve God and add great value to the kingdom. Singles, way to go. Does that mean we're against marriage? No. Why does it have to be one is good and the other is bad? What is wrong with our world? Can we not accept the diversity, the creation as it is? See, Daniel was was exceptional. Daniel is a biblical example of forgiveness. He forgave his captors and God blessed him. Daniel is an example of of also understanding. He, he looked to the word of God. He also looked to spiritual matters and he sought God for the, he fasted and he prayed. We know that, that he allowed what went into his mouth to impact the way he lived for God at times. In his youth, he said, give us the vegetables and the water. Later in life, he fasted for 21 days, and that's when the angels showed up. See, you and I, there are physical things that have spiritual impact. So when these, when these magi roll in, why did they roll in? Because they understood that certain physical choices and decisions we make have spiritual impact that can affect us for all eternity. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. I really need you to help me right now because the Bible says that if we agree, it's more powerful and it impacts even the angelic hosts. I know we all have someone in need in our life, so let's pray today for unbelieving loved ones in our lives. 
Father, today we want to come before you as intercessors. We, we know that to be an intercessor is your highest calling because an intercessor goes before the throne of God and, and you're asking for the kingdom of God to come in a certain way. And, and we know that you call us friend. That's what the word of God says. You call us friend. And God, it, it, it's your heart for people to come to know you, to experience the kingdom, to experience your forgiveness, to experience your love. And God, today we're coming as intercessors because we have these loved ones that have not fully committed their lives to you. There's some area of unbelief. There's some blockage. Sometimes we know it and sometimes we don't know what it is. Lord, we're kind of confused as to why they have not surrendered to your love. And today we're praying that you would move. God, we're asking you to send angelic forces. We're asking you to change circumstances. God, we're asking you to do mighty things. God, you sent Jonah to Nineveh that a city might repent and we're asking you to send someone and if that includes us and we've been resistant forgive us we will go we will go immediately but show us Lord begin to move begin to work in these loved ones lives we come before you we're desperate for you we're like a parent who loves a child that needs health and healing they came to you and you healed them well Lord our family our loved ones they need salvation they They need to repent. They need to turn back from the road they're on. Some of them have worshiped with us before you, and we're just heartbroken. We don't understand. We're unclear on this. But today, we, we say, may they be removed from the fowler's snare today. God, bring them home in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just love praying. You know, my life has been forever changed by prayer. Everyone who comes to know Christ's life is changed by prayer. And we want to help you grow in prayer. So we're inviting you today as one of our friends and part of this ministry to go to yournextstepnow.com and we will give you a free prayer guide. It's an ebook. All you have to do is give us your email address, your email address at yournextstepnow.com and you get our free prayer guide and you can join us every day. Be a part of the ministry. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. 
Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.